Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, I have on guest Brittany Renew. As a real estate advisor with years of experience, Brittany enjoys helping families make a smooth transition and fall in love with Tampa Bay as quickly as she did. Tampa moved to the area from Alabama in 2015 with her husband and two golden retrievers. She understands that finding the right home is only part of the equation. It's also important to feel connected to the community. That's why she focuses on being that bridge for her clients and anyone she encounters. She created a podcast called St. Pete's Soul to help do just that. In the podcast, she talks with local business owners and highlights these businesses that make St. Pete so special, helping people fall in love with the Sunshine City. In today's conversation, we're talking about the actions Brittany took to help her business scale. As we know, real estate can be a tough, tough industry to be in. And she learned that in order to scale and reach new heights, she needed to let go of control and delegate. She shares how her first two assistants changed her business and why you need to learn to let go and delegate as well. We also talk a lot about choosing your heart. Sometimes a choice seems easy because it's the path of least resistance or it's the path that has easier conversations. But just because it seems easier on the surface does not mean it's the easiest path overall or the right path to be on. And you can be putting yourself up for long-term issues that are just as hard as the conversations you should be having today. So let's jump into the conversation and learn how Brittany's business scaled through delegation and give you some motivation so you can choose the right path, not the path that seems the easiest today. Welcome, Brittany. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Growing Your Team podcast. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. All right, before we jump into today's conversation, start us off with telling us a little bit about you and your business. Sure. Well, I am a local realtor in the Tampa Bay area. So I reside in St. Pete, Florida, and I'm out of the premier Sotheby's International Realty Office in downtown St. Pete. Um, I've been in real estate for, this is my 10th year, um, and I'm originally from Mobile, Alabama. So I, I sold there, and then we moved here in 2015. So um, love it here in St. Pete. And I also started a podcast in 2020 called St. Pete Soul. And I interview local business owners and tell their stories. 
any, the reason why I started it is because I, you know, I love to celebrate the small business community in St. Pete because it's just really what makes the area so special. And it's a fun way to kind of show, share that with the clients that I work with too. Yes. That's one thing about St. Pete is I feel like for people outside of the Tampa Bay area and outside of Florida, like St. Pete is sometimes this forgotten city. Or they think of it as they used to say, it's like heaven's waiting room. It was where the old people went to retire and, before, and, and everything. And St. Pete has changed and so much over the years. Like I've been in St. Pete now since 2008 and just like seeing the amount of change and growth and small business support in the community is amazing. We really are a city built on small businesses. If you've never been to St. Pete before, our downtown, like, yeah, we have the big like office buildings and everything that have they use some corporate companies and everything in there. But you look at the shops and the restaurants, I think besides the fact that there's a Starbucks downtown, it, everything is local. Like we don't have chain restaurants in our downtown. We don't have chain stores in our downtown. And it really is that the city built on small businesses and it's an amazing place to be. Yeah. And that's like when I meet clients that are like visiting for the first time. Um, you know, that's, that's what I hear. You know, that's what draws people to want to move here after like they do a little weekend trip and then they like fall in love. So it's definitely that, that small business community. And so, yeah, I, I love getting to like showcase that. Yes, definitely. So you've been in real estate now, you said for 10 years and real estate is, is a tough business. I feel like you're either going to do really well and you typically have to hustle to do really well or people join it thinking that it's going to be, hey, it's easy. I like houses. I want to help people here. And then they realize it's not for them. So obviously, 10 years in, you've had a lot of successes. Yeah, I mean, it's true. And I, I will confess, when I got into real estate, I thought, oh, this will be fun. I love houses and I love people. Let's put them together. And yeah, it's there's a lot more to it than that. Right. <laughs> um, you know, just... I think a common misconception is like, you have to remember that it is a business. Like it's a small, small business, if you will, you know, it's, you know, you've got to be dedicated to put in the time day in, day out. You know, it's easy when you work for yourself to kind of, oh, well, I'll do some laundry or I'll go shopping or whatever. It's like, nope, you can't do that. You got to be disciplined to, you know, work on your craft every day. So I've definitely learned that over the years. Yeah, especially in an industry where a day can make a difference, where you're like, okay, I'm not available for clients today. Oh, now their dream house is gone. Yep. Well, and that's like the joke in real estate is if you take a day off, that's when like all your all the, the phones ringing off the hook and people want to see stuff. You're like, okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think one of the things that oh, we talked about beforehand was, you know, was letting go. You know, you're, you're talking about sometimes just even taking a day off. It's not just like, okay, you're taking a random Tuesday off or a vacation. It's sometimes like, it could be a 24 seven job mm -hmm. you know, where your clients are most active, most likely outside of business hours and you want to have a life too. Yeah. So you talked about at first, you were afraid to delegate and give up control. Talk to us about that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a natural fear that a lot of people have and- what I realized was the growth and the dreams that I had, like there was no way I was going to get there on my own. You know, there was just no way because there's only so much of me that I can give. So I need to pull in resources. And sometimes that's 
you know, digital like software and stuff like that, that's helpful. But sometimes it's also like another person, you know, that can help you. So, you know, and thankfully I got in a place, uh, I got to a place in my business where financially that made sense as well. You know, I think it's a process, you know, you're, you're growing, you know, and um, I got to that point where I was like, okay, I want to reach a certain level and I need to hire an, an assistant. And actually the first hire I made was a transaction coordinator. So that's someone who steps in and helps me with the paperwork side when we have something under contract or a listing. Um, because, you know, when you're out running around in the car, you know, that's where stuff like paperwork can easily fall through the cracks. And that's really important. So that was my first hire. And that was, that was a total game changer. And then I think that let me open up to then hire uh, a marketing assistant, which was my second hire. Right. Yeah. So it is one of those things, like you mentioned a few things in there I want to like dive into is you mentioned sometimes you, you need help and sometimes it's the tools. And I think sometimes that's where people don't always look. Um, a lot of people get very comfortable with the way they're doing things mm-hmm. and the way you're doing things might not be the most efficient way where I know I, I love things like Excel, but is Excel really the best <laughs> thing? Like, yes, I know sometimes you can build a lot of formulas and stuff in there and, and sometimes it can be really, really useful but there's also a lot of really, really smart people that created tools and online applications that do a lot of those things more efficiently and save you time. And there's a lot of things where you can connect stuff in the background and everything to make it so A happens, B automatically happens, you don't need to think about it. So that is one thing to look at. I know we've had a lot of people on the podcast and everything that really help you focus on where can you create efficiencies with tools? So one of the things it's like, you might need to give up some of their control and you learn to use new things in your business that are going to save you time. Yes, there's a learning curve, but it will save you time. And then you mentioned that you reached the point in your business where you could afford to bring on help. I feel like this is a sticking point for many business owners because depending on how you do your books and what you do with the revenue that's coming in, a lot of people see that as, wait, does that mean I have to give up something in order to be able to afford this person? And yes, maybe I can afford to take a cut in pay, but should I? Yeah, that that was, it was a tough point, like turning point for me too. And I think, you know, I use the word afford and, but it's, it's one thing to like see, okay, there's actually money sitting in an account that could go towards this, but it's an emotional thing involved to actually be willing to let that money go. (laughs) And you have to think of it as an investment instead of an expense. And I think that's what helped me kind of flip that um, in my head. Cause yeah, there are some expenses with the business, but I think if you really think about it, a lot of the stuff that we spend our money on really is an investment because you're investing back into yourself um, and to continue to grow that business, whether that's a relationship um, or, you know, something like this where someone is actually assisting you and you're able to delegate to. So, you know, it was, re- it was really scary. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was totally scary. But what I realized pretty soon was that it was freeing up my brain to be able to actually focus on bringing in more business as well as like other ideas, like being creative. 
Um, cause that's like being creative is something that's really important to me. And it's, you know, something that kind of fuels me. And I think we kind of forget when we are running around like a chicken with their head cut off, we can't focus. And so, you know, when you have time to kind of sit and reflect on your business, you're going to be more creative and then be able to continue to grow it. So it's, it's like that it's a snowball effect, you know? Yes. Yes. Like Brittany, you're saying so much there that I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I love everything. You know, some of the things that you talked about was hiring, view it as an investment, not an expense. And that is one of the things I always say, like, yes, it's going to cost you money, but there should be a positive ROI out of it. And sometimes that positive ROI is you have the ability to make more money. So for example, with a transaction coordinator, if you were doing that paperwork, you could then go out and do other stuff in the business that helps bring in revenue. And potentially those actions that you're doing are going to bring in more money than what you're paying that team member for that position. So there's that financial ROI. And sometimes we're in a business at a point in our business where that ROI that we need is simply time. It is simply that mental health space. And so sometimes we're not looking at it to say, I need to make more money because I hire this person, but I have the revenue to cover the the expense of this person, but I get something else in return. I get to spend time with my family. I get to go and explore the city that I'm trying to help other people live in. You know, I get time back. I get to focus on my mental health. I get to be creative in my business And, and some of those things. And like you mentioned, Brittany, you talked about like freeing up yourself to be creative and focus on those other things in your business. And that's another thing I talk about all the time is we have a personal capacity. We can't do everything ourselves. Your time can only be spent so much. So in order for you to fill your time with some things, you have to let other things go and let other people do things. And so that's, It's like you're hitting the nail on the head, Brittany. I love everything that you're saying. Yes. That's good. Um, Yeah. Well, you know, I think when I hired my marketing assistant, because that was really more of a financial commitment than the transaction coordinator was. um, And that was, let's see, I think that was in 20, the beginning of 2021, I believe. Um, You know, it's just, it's amazing to sit back and watch that person take something, an idea that you gave them. And they always come back with something way more than I could have ever thought of. And like, that's kind of what I've realized is, okay, you're letting go control and giving someone else free reign to like, take this idea and run with it. And it's never fails. It is always more than I could have done because they have the space to do it. Whereas I would be like scrambling around trying to get it done. And it's like a half-baked thing, you know, Um, you know, there's always quality control and stuff. So you're, you know, checking things over, making sure it's aligned with what you want it to be. But ultimately that's, that's just been amazing to see. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, I talk about the signs that you need to hire. And sometimes it's because you don't have the the talent to do something. You don't have the knowledge to do something. And, you know, when you're talking about marketing, there's so many of us that, yeah, we can put out some type of marketing, but we're not marketers. 
that, you know, we're not going to come up with those creative ideas that someone else can. And we can still have, you talked about Brittany, that quality control to make sure that they're, they're not going off the deep ends with the marketing, <laughs> that it still aligns with the messaging you want to put out and your branding and all that stuff. Uh, but that they have the ability to do something that you would never be able to do either because you don't have the talent or it's not where you should be spending your time in your business because you started a different type of business. You're not like, for example, your real estate involves a lot of marketing, but you didn't go into a marketing business. You went into business to be a realtor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I would say I'm in the people business. So my, the highest and best use of my time is being with clients, talking to people, you know, being a problem solver, you know, being an advisor. And if I'm stuck in the weeds doing administrative paperwork or, you know, typing up a newsletter to send out to everyone. I mean, that's just, you know, it's just not where my time is best spent. And so I think, I think you kind of circle it back to this is enabling me to serve my clients better too. So like, it's not only good for me, but it's also good for the people that I'm trying to serve. So. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, it's like, how can you be the best person in the role that you're supposed to be filling in your business? And there comes a point where you can't fill every role. You gotta let go. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to, you know, there's promises that you're trying to deliver on for your clients. And it's like, I can't deliver those to the best of my ability on my own. So I'm, I now have a team that helps me do that. And it's, it's a very freeing thing. And I I never thought I would have said that, but I'm so glad that I, you know, took the leap. And I think, I think what some people are afraid of, this is what I struggled with was like, it was like an all or nothing. If I make this higher then that's it. Okay. So if it goes, well, I'm, it's terrible. I'm ruined. You know, there's no. And it's like, no, if it doesn't go well, you could actually fire them, hire someone else. You could pivot. You could go a different direction. Like, it's not like, you know, there's a lot of facets to this. And I kind of had to learn to be okay with that. And of course it's worked out really well, but, you know, being willing to like pivot, you know, in the middle of it too is important. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things, like when it comes to hiring, you know, there is that people side of it. And, you know, I think as business owners, when we go on teams, we hire teams, we really need to think of people because there is someone else on the other side of that relationship and they need to feel valued. We need to treat them well. But at the same time, it is a business decision. And I love what you said, Brittany, is if it didn't go well, if that wasn't the right position, if it's not producing what it needs to be producing, allowing yourself the permission to pivot. We pivot in business all the time. I guarantee you, everyone, like everyone that's listening, because I know I went through this and you probably went through this, especially as you're changing cities, you have to pivot and change in your business in order to get there. And your business you have today probably looks very different than the business you had maybe a year ago, three years ago, five years ago. And we are, we allow ourselves to make those other pivots in our business. And sometimes we need to give ourselves the permission to make the pivots with the people we have on our team. Not every position is going to work out as you hired it for forever, because your business changes, your needs change. Maybe you thought you needed one thing. And at that moment in time, that is exactly what you needed, but you don't need it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I think that you said this at the beginning. It's like, you know, we kind of hold on to stuff that isn't working anymore just because it's the way we've always done it. Whether that's a software tool we're using or someone that we're working with, you know, and it's like, you gotta, I, I think the key there is just always taking time to reflect because if we don't sit down and think through how our business is going in all these different areas, then we can't, we can't know if something's not working and we're just going through the motions, you know? So like, that's something that I, I mean, I try to do that on a weekly basis and I'm definitely better at it, like on a quarterly basis to sit down and like really like dig into everything. Um, but I think that's really important too. Yes. Yes. Digging into things. I feel like we get too stuck in going through the motions with our business that we forget sometimes that we are the owner. We are the CEO. We need to be making those decisions. We need to be looking at our business from that, that high level down and not just like focusing on it from in the weeds up, you know, Mm -hmm we are in control. Like, you know, you think of large corporate companies, that's what the CEO does. That's what executive leadership does. Like those roles are the overseers of everything. They make the decisions. They look at the data, they figure out what's working, they figure out what's not working and they make the right decisions. And that still needs to happen in our small businesses. And the beauty about a small business is we have an easier time pivoting and making changes because the fact that we're small. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's, um, I I think COVID really, you know, really helped with that. Like it kind of opened all of our eyes up to be like, wait a second, we gotta, we gotta think about this differently, you know? So I feel like that's actually been a blessing in disguise. It's helped me be more mindful about day in, day out. Um, but yeah, you know, when it's, it's, it's your business and you can do whatever you want with it, you know, but you don't know what to do if you're not sitting down thinking about it. So that's, right. that's why that's, you know, really important. So, um, yeah. sorry, I was gonna say one other thing that comes to mind is when you're talking about the CEO and like kind of that top, top down. Um, I think that was something that was hard for me to try to change my mind to think about my business, like a CEO. Um, because I think, Anyone that has, you know, most everyone has like come through and had all these different jobs where you were working for someone else before you started your own business. So you kind of naturally take that path. And I think we, it's easy to keep that employer mindset into your own business and you just get stuck in like, okay, I'm going to do these tasks versus like remembering that there's big picture and vision involved, which is what comes from a CEO. So that was something that kind of came up for me as we were talking about that. Yeah. It's, you have to balance being the CEO and being an employee of your business. Cause let's Mm -hmm. face it, you have to scale pretty significantly for you to completely step out of the day to day most of the time. But, you know, but you still, you can't, you cannot forget about that CEO visionary work and reviews what's working, what's not. How do we pivot? How do we change? Who do we need on our team? Who do we not need on our team anymore? Mm-hmm. And yes, let me tell you, like having tough conversations with employees because their position is no longer fitting the company. They're tough to have, but do you want to know what's tougher? Throwing <laughs> away money every paycheck because you keep someone on your team that you don't need. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> it's It happens. Those conversations are tough, but the best thing is like, 
you have the ability as a small business owner to be open, honest, and transparent. Your team member should know where the company is pivoting, what you're changing, what your focuses are and everything. And it kind of makes that conversation a little bit easier because it's not like, hey, guess what? You suck. It's, (laughs) you know, our business has changed. As you see, like we've shifted our focus to this. We're not really doing too much over here anymore. So I need this instead of this. And sometimes it's giving the employee the option. Would you like to do X versus Y? Mm -hmm. If not, the Y position's not existing anymore. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, you know, choose your hard. Like you said, you've got a, you're going to have a hard conversation or you're going to have a really hard time later when you're, you know, not in the place that you want to be. So I think that's, you know, something good to always remember when you're faced with like adversity, which in life or in business, you know, choose your hard because, you know, there's usually like consequences to not like, you know, going down that path that you know is right, you know, because you're going to deal with that later. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. I've never heard that saying before. And I love it. Choose your hard. Like, and it's, it's so true. It's like, they're both hard in their own way, but you got to choose. Would you rather do this or would you rather do that? Like both have impacts. Yeah. You need to decide which one you, which path you need to go down. And I, I love that. It reminds me of um, just the uh, uh, one of the recent episodes that came out, um, episode 145 with uh, Elizabeth Lewis. Like We talked about in that one communication and how you need to have the hard conversations and why we resist those conversations. And the thing about it, it might seem easy to not have the conversation, but it has impacts. It Mm -hmm. still impacts your business. And most people you talked about, like the beginning, you were at a point where you could afford a team member and everything. You said, I got the money. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get this return on it. So that affordability is one of the things that, that hold people back from hiring. So if that's one of the things that held you back from hiring and you finally said, I'm going to go all in, I'm going to hire this person. I'm going to take that risk. I'm going to see if it doesn't work out, I can pivot, I can change but then you're keeping that person on the team and continuing to throw out that money every every pay period, you just ran into the fear that you were looking at and you keep on going down that path of fear. You were afraid to give away the money and then you're giving away the money for no reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, you said communication. I mean, that's definitely what it comes down to. And I think that's, you know, that's leadership, you know, when you, when you're running your own business and you're dealing with other, like, even when you're dealing with clients, there's leadership there. And especially when you have people that are working under you, I mean, that's, you know, I think that's one of the key parts of leadership is communicating and being willing to have those hard conversations and be, be honest, you know, be authentic with people. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, definitely. Yes, yes, exactly. All right, Brittany, you mentioned a little bit about once you were hired, once you hired your team, you were able to really focus on some of those other creative parts of the business and and everything. How did having the team help you really scale? Like what impact did having these team members really make to your business? Yeah, I mean, I would say like for one, you know, I'm someone who always has lots of ideas. So it's like 
there's so many ideas and things I want to do, but I don't have the capacity to do them on my own. So having someone else that I can bounce those ideas off of and help me implement them. And, you know, those are the things that help move my business forward. Um, you know, so it's, it's really just about like those touches, you know, staying in flow with, with your clients, you know, it helps being able to have someone help me implement things like, okay, I want to, you know, do a, a pie for Thanksgiving and deliver that to all of my clients. You know, those are the things that help me stay top of mind and show that I care. And I, I can't do that on my own. Like there's no way that I could drive around and deliver all those at this stage in my business. Um, you know, and then like the type of content that I produce, you know, I, I do a lot of videos and like, you know, I want to always be providing valuable content, um, valuable insight. And, and also just, you know, letting people know who I am, you know, being authentic. So my marketing assistant helps me come up with those ideas and, and, you know, all that stuff. So it's just, it's really just help, you know, what we talked about earlier, it's helped me focus on the things that are the best use for my time, which is being in front of my clients and having more conversations. And so the, my marketing assistant helps me kind of implement all of those things that are like a funnel back to, you know, me being able to do that. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of those things like delivering the pies and doing all that stuff, it probably helped create more referrals or people come yeah. back and use you again. Exactly. So you, my guess is you, it helped you increase your client base and potentially make more revenue. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, that's when you're staying top of mind with people, that's where those referrals can come in. And I think that's, I think some, you know, people tend to forget, you know, you're thinking that that piece of business is going to come directly from the person that you're talking to. Well, that does happen, but a lot of times it's more that they, they have a conversation with someone else and go, Oh, wait, I know someone that can help you. Let me get you in touch with Brittany. You know, that's kind of, that's usually the way that goes. So if you're not loving on your people, then they don't remember you in those situations. So it's definitely, you know, like it's a, again, it's a snowball effect. So it all works together. Yes. Yes, definitely. And I think sometimes we, we tend to, if we're not putting the effort in, I think some, and I know I'm sometimes guilty about this too, is almost in a way forgets not the right word, but I'm going to use the word forget about our past clients. Like mm -hmm. we're like, okay, they were there. They, they maybe provided great feedback during the relationship and everything. So we're like, okay, we're going, they're always going to refer me. But it's the thing is like staying top of mind. It could be one of those things where depending on how they're connected with you, if they're not following your, your social media or they're not seeing you post things, they could even be like, is this person even still in business, like doing yep. things? And it's like, okay, yes, I'm here. I'm active. I want to help you. I want to help your friends. I want to help your family. You know, I want, you know, yeah, stay in that top of mind. It, you'll be the first person, especially if you think about your industry. And I know a lot of our listeners are in similar industries where there's a lot of people offering services in those mm -hmm. industries. Yeah. There is a lot of competition. And it is so easy. Like if you think about probably even some of your clients, they might've been new to the Tampa Bay area, new to St. Pete. But now if they're here, they're probably meeting other realtors all the time, just in the natural flow of life. Yeah. So in order for you to get those referrals, they got to remember you. They got to think that you still care about them. 
that, you know, all those things. Otherwise it could be like, Hey, I met this person at an event yesterday. Talk to them instead of being like, yeah, I worked with Brittany three years ago, but she is amazing. She still delivers pies to my doorstep and everything for Thanksgiving. (laughs) She still makes me feel like she really cared about me as a customer. So I, I want to pass her on because she's going to care about you too. Yeah. I mean, this is a relational business and they're, you know, I see agents out there who treat it as transactional only, like you're just a number, turn and burn, you know, and that is not how I've ever wanted to run my business. Um, it's definitely like, it's a long, long-term relationship for the, with the clients for me. And I just try to, you know, like you said, show that I care. I mean, that's just what I try to do with any of the like touches that I'm able to have with my client. That's, that's what my focus is. Right. And I think it's really important in a B2B environment as well. Like I know there's been businesses that I've worked with in the past that, that have helped me and supported things in my business. But I'm just like, wait, after that business relationship was over, they had no contact with me. Did they like me as a client? If I have an issue again, should I go back to them? Or they're like, oh my God, I'm so glad that relationship with Jamie is over. I've moved on. And it kind (laughs) of makes you feel like when the businesses do interact and they really care about you still, they were like, okay, they, they enjoyed working with me. They want me to be a customer again, and I'm going to go to them as well. And, you know, as like Brittany, as you were talking about, you don't always have the time to do all this stuff. So it's like bringing in those team members that can help you do those interactions or could help take work off your plate. So you have those interactions with your past customers. So they become repeat customers and your referral network. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, I can ask my assistant to, you know, put together something like a package, like, you know, order the pies or whatever. So she's helping me like, you know, it's like putting it all together for me so that I can just grab and make the connection with my client versus having to do all of the legwork behind the scenes. So it helps me, you know, interact with more clients because I'm not doing all of that extra work. So absolutely. Yes. And if you think about it, you're getting paid because that interaction with your clients, like if you can't show houses, if you don't have new clients coming in, if you're not for the, if your client is the seller, if you're not showing their house or making those opportunities available, Mm -hmm. you're not making money. So it's what do you need to do so your business can make more money and where do you need to be in those activities versus what can you delegate so that way you focus on those higher value tasks that still need to be done by you. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. So you have, do you still, are those still the two team members that you have? You have your transaction coordinator and a marketing person? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm, looking to grow is, you know, grow more from that. I would love to have licensed help, um, you know, cause there's only so like, there's certain things that an assistant can't do because they're not licensed, you know, like show property or something. So like, that's, that's the kind of next on the horizon for me is to have some licensed help. Um, cause you know, can't be in, I can only be in one place at a time. So, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of how I see that like progression going. So All right. Yeah. It's always one of those things we talked about being in that CEO role. And sometimes that's thinking about where should I hire it next in order to keep scaling. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is, you realize that next person, now that you have like your assistants and everything in there needs to be a second. You needs to be doing some of the tasks that you're doing. That's face-to-face with the clients because 
you can only serve so many clients at a time. You can yeah. only be in one place at a time. Yeah. And I think, you know, it just goes back to, again, it's going to help me serve my clients better. Um, and I think that's like what I, that's what I try to like tell myself, you know, as I'm kind of progressing towards that is it's like, okay, well, if someone's going to take my place at an appointment, I have to remember that that's helping me serve my clients the best because it's ultimately about them, not me, you know, <laughs> yes. it's not about me being, being the one that's there, you know? So yeah. yeah, exactly. And if you go back to thinking about like the cost, can I afford it? Cause you might be like, okay, if I bring on a second agent and they're making commission, well, you're still making money on that too, but you're making money for maybe an appointment that you never had to attend because you're then with another client at the same time. So yeah. you're bringing in revenue that you couldn't have brought in otherwise. So maybe your take of the pie is smaller, but that pie wouldn't exist. That transaction wouldn't exist if you didn't have that help. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I think and that's like a good a good thing to remember, you know, anyone that's like wanting to scale, like that is what you have to think about is it's, you know, you're getting more, more pieces of the pie because you have more, more people out there helping you. So yes, yes. Gosh, we're talking a lot about pie in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I know, gosh, well, it's fall. So it is, you know. it is fall. So, you know, we're getting, we're getting somewhat close to Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> So yes. All right, Brittany. Well, we have to start wrapping up for today. So tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Yeah. So it's super easy. It's uh, BrittanyRenew.com and I'm Brittany Renew Realtor on like Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. So if you go to my website, BrittanyRenew.com, my podcast is linked there as well. So you can, you know, find all, all about me in one place. Sounds good. All right, Brittany, my last question that I love to ask all my guests We've all had leaders or managers that have stood out to us, whether in our personal lives or in our professional lives. So think of a leader or manager that has stood out to you and share one thing about them. That's a hard one because I feel like I could just list lots of people, um, you know, but I would say one that sticks out to me is the broker that it was at my company here in St. Pete when we first moved here. Um she, and she's no longer the broker now she moved away, but I honestly don't think I would be where I am today if it weren't for her, because when we moved here, um, I was, you know, we left, I left my career because my husband had job opportunities. So we moved here. We didn't know anybody. It was a really tough transition. And, um, I interviewed for an administrative assistant job at the company that I'm at. And, you know, cause I was like, you know, I wanted to kind of get my feet wet in the real estate market here versus jumping into selling. And she honestly just have to say, she took a total chance on me because I was, you know, like I said, I was really struggling with the move. And so I think she, she recognized that and she could tell that I needed someone to like believe in me and like push me and give me a chance. And she offered me the job and I turned her down <laughs> <laughs> and I called her back a couple hours later and I was like, I'm so sorry. And we had a whole conversation and she, she took me back and that's, that was the start of my journey in real estate here. So I'm really thankful for her. Awesome. I love that. And I love that story is like, cause there's some people that would have looked at that and said, um, from a hiring perspective and said, why am I going to hire someone and bring someone onto my team that 
could potentially end up being my competition. You know, they're coming in to learn things. They're coming in to, cause they want to get to know the market. So I'm going to avoid that. And and sometimes like you never, you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes people are looking for a change, like they need something else. And there's always going to be competition out there. You know, I say sometimes get the talent when you can get the talent, whether it's short-lived or long-lived. And also sometimes just be the good person and help build people up. You know, it's one of those things, like, as we talked about, like the real estate market, there are a lot of realtors out there. People are going to choose you, Brittany, because they want to work with you, Brittany. They're going to choose that boss that you had because they want to work with with that person. And it doesn't mean that there's not another client for you and not another client for her. And you know, it's sometimes you just have to recognize that it's okay to build people up, even though they might end up becoming your competition in the future. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an abundance mindset right there. You know, just trusting that, you know, there's enough out there to go around for everyone. Um, and if you're just focused on bringing value and not worried about what you're going to get in return, you know, I promise that that's going to come back to you in the end in a positive way. Yes. Yes, exactly. All right, Brittany, thank you so much for joining us today on the growing your team podcast. Thanks for having me. This is a really fun conversation and hopefully everybody, you know, learns some nuggets to take away. Yes. All right. Thank you. And that wraps up this episode of the Growing Your Team podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? If so, and you have not done so yet, please subscribe to the Growing Your Team podcast so you can stay up to date on all the latest episodes and hear all the greatest tips from our guest experts on how you can grow your team so you can scale your business. And if you haven't done so yet, please consider leaving us a review. I would love to hear what you think of the podcast and your review will help other people decide if this is the right podcast for them. So once again, thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.